0: Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension beef educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the February issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Will Seasonality Patterns for Beef Export Sales and Commitments Hold in 2021? To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's a Livestock Marketing and Risk Management Economist at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Dennis. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Dr. Dennis, this article first was published and appeared in the, in the Cattle Markets newsletter. And since that time, we've continued to move on from 2020 into 2021. But the focus really of your article was, what's the outlook as we think about beef exports as we look to 2021? In the article, you look back at 2020 and some of the unusual events that drove beef demand and beef export last year. And then also you look at what's the amount of beef we have in the pipeline right now and how might that influence the markets as we go into this first quarter. Give some perspective on where we're at today as you look at these exports and also what we might expect as we continue to move on into 2021.
1: Yeah. Exports still are pretty strong, relatively speaking. I, I say relatively speaking because uh, the first quarter exports are always pretty low. In fact, they're the, First quarter exports are actually the lowest of all the quarters, and we really see export demand peak in summer, as and then it kind of tapers off from there. So export-wise, we're, we're doing okay. The, the biggest thing that's really weighing on the market is just a lot of front-end supplies post-COVID-19 as people started to basically be released from their stay-at-home orders, uh, there was a lot of optimism on beef demand and cattle producers ended up placing a lot of animals in the feedlots. And now whereas we're kind of COVID-19 has continued to kind of weigh on on consumers, there's a lot of meat that we need to find places for. And the export market has been able to pick up some of that, but there's still a lot to be desired.
0: As you look to the commitments made by different countries for export what's kind of some of the expectation as we go forward
1: yeah so the going into 2020 uh you guys remember correctly in january of of 2020 was the basically ratification of the us china trade deal and it was a phased approach and so they said they were going to buy so many you know metric tons of, of beef from the US in the first phase and then in the second phase they would have a kind of a ramping up of of their commitments and really what we found is as i looked at who was actually exporting the beef is that China and Hong Kong you know were really lacking on uh, they had committed to buy a lot of beef but that beef hadn't actually exited the exited the US and so i've been really wanting to see that beef leave the books from the U.S.-China agreement. Uh, so far, it's been okay. It hasn't been great. And, of course, we have Japan and, and Korea, which have been just real benefits to the U.S. beef industry because they just buy so much of the total beef the U.S. produces. To, to give you an example, um, last year in 2020, they exported about 60% of all beef. So all beef that left the U.S. went to either Japan or Korea, and they each accounted for almost 30%. To put that in perspective, the next closest trading partner that we had, which is Mexico, had about 9%. So Korea and and Japan almost had three times as many exports as the next nearest trading partner. So huge, uh, huge trading partners, but I'm going to be looking to see what China does because there's a lot of outstanding commitments there. And they make up combined about Uh, about 15% of our exports.
0: As we look seasonally, you already mentioned this, but typically the first quarter tends to be a slower time for beef exports. As we look out towards that end of March, April, May period, what typically happens with exports then?
1: Yeah, they tend to pick up quite a bit. So as, uh, and some of that has to do with, you know, increased demand because people um, desire to have kind of grills outside and um, we tend to have a bit more meat consumption, better, better weather implies more meat, meat consumption, particularly beef. And it just is not as much supplies are weighing on the market at that time. And so it's a little bit easier to find homes for, for beef. So I think it's a combination of both increasing demand and, um, and not as heavy of supplies and really that, january february march we just have so many of the the basically fall blazed cattle that's really start coming to market and just just a lot of supply generally in the first quarter compared to relatively compared to the second and third quarter
0: anything else dr dennis you think would be important for producers to know and understand as they think about the export markets think about supply and maybe what are going to be some key drivers as we look to the rest of 2021
1: Yeah, so um, when we go to the markets and we have our local price, um, that represents local demand. So that would be like your, your bid from either the packer or from the sale barn. But then when we're looking at maybe the futures market, that represents global demand. And a lot of times we're focusing on the difference between those, the local cash minus the futures, which we often track as basis. And so when those tend to widen, it it tends to give us some sort of indication of, of what's happening in the markets and exports are having an increasingly larger play in what the futures market does. If export commitments are really strong and there's a strong desire for U.S. beef abroad, then it really has an upward pull on futures prices. And so while it may be difficult to kind of conceptualize that a consumer over in, in Japan impacts the price of uh, Nebraska-fed steers, um, it really is growing and having increasingly importance in, in the way and how we produce beef. So exports are were important last year. They'll continue to be important this year. And I say that over the next five to 10 years, that the U.S. beef industry is going to increasingly rely upon the, the export market to continue to pull up supplies and and prices.
0: Thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Dennis. Thanks for having me, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article is, Will Seasonality Patterns for Beef Export Sales and Commitments Hold in 2021?